With Hashem's assistance, we are learning about Bekama Daf Tezayin, page 16. We'll begin four lines in. Before we begin, just a little bit of background on what's going on over here. So, in the previous Daf, so we learned that in the Mishnah, there are two different implications in regards to a case where you have Karen, where an animal is goring in the Rishus of the Nizak of the person who got damaged. The implication of the first part of the Mishnah was that there would be an obligation to only pay Chatsi Nezek, half the Nezek, which sounds like the Rabbanon. And then the implication of the second part of the Mishnah sounds like a Bitarfin, that in fact, if it was in the Rishus HaNizak, you have to pay Nezek Shalim. So there were two different possibilities as to the resolution. The first possibility was that we said that, in fact, the first part of the Mishnah is the Rabbanon, and the second part is a Bitarfin. Then we said, no, the second version, the second answer was that the whole entire Mishnah is a bitarfin. So why does he say in the first part of the Mishnah that in fact there's only an obligation to pay half of the damages? So we said that the answer is because it's a case where there's a right for both of the shvar and both of the oxen to be there, but there's only right for one person as far as the uh, fruits are concerned. Only one of them has the right to be there. That's why you pay Nezek Shalom in regards to the Shane, in regards to any kind of eating that caused damage. In regards to Karen, so it's considered like Rishus Harabim, and therefore there's only an obligation to pay Chatsi Nezek, even according to Rabbi Tarfin. So now we begin the Gemara, the fourth line. Amr of Kahan Rav Kahana says, I said over this whole sukkah in front of Rav Zvid, from Naharda, Amr Lini said to me like this, Is it possible to say that the entire Mishnah is indeed Rabbi Tarfin? Hakatani, we learned in the Mishnah, Hashem Mu'edes Lacholasa Ro'ila. So it says in the Mishnah that in regards to damages that occurred uh, with eating, so it's mu'edes, it's considered that you have to pay the full damages if it ate something which is fitting for it. Rashi says what's considered fitting for it, like things that are food. So it sounds like only something that's fitting for it, but not something that's not fitting for it. For example, a piece of clothing or something else that it doesn't usually eat. So, so if it be Rabbi Tarfin, according to Rabbi Tarfin, even if it's something unusual, you still pay full damages. The implication of the mission is that if it's Shane and it's unusual, so then you would not have to pay the full damages, you would only have to pay Chatzinezik, it would be considered like Karen, and therefore there would only be an obligation to pay half the damages, so that's not like Rabbi Tarfin. So Gemara answers that really the Mishnah from beginning to end is the Rabbis. And there's something missing from the Mishnah that we need to explain, we need to add in to understand why it is that at the end of the Mishnah, in fact, there's an obligation to pay full uh, damages. This is what we learned in the Mishnah. There are five different cases where you only pay half the damages. And if they became Mu'adim, they, they did it three times, so then there's an obligation to pay full. However, in regards to Shane and Regal, so even if they haven't done it three times, from the very onset, there's an obligation to pay full damages. And how is it that they become in the domain of the person who got damaged? So therefore, in the Mishnah, until now we thought that when it says, that when an ox causes damage inside of the domain of the person who got damaged, we thought that it was talking about a case of goring. So we're saying, no, actually it's a continuation of the previous case, which was Shane and Regal, where it damages when it eats, or when it, uh, or when it, trample something. So this is actually a continuation. These words are a continuation of that case of Shane and Regal. And that's why we pay Nezek Shalem pay full damages even from the onset, even according to the rabbis. Now the Gemara says, Maskif Ravina. Ravina says, this doesn't really make too much sense. Hakatani Lekaman, we have a Mishnah later on, Shura Mazik Hanizuk. It comes and he brings the exact same case, and it comes to explain it in the second chapter of this Masechta. It says, an ox that causes damage in the domain of the person who got damaged. Ketzab, what's the case? And there continues to explain this Machlok, this argument 
argument between Rabbi Tarfan and the rabbis. It's over there explicitly, and it's going on this case that's in our Mishnah. So that sounds like our Mishnah is actually talking about the case of Karen, of Goring. And ha- so how can you say that, in fact, we're talking about a case which is a continuation from before, which is Shane and Ragel? That's what Ravino doesn't like. If we say that, that's what we were talking about over here. So then it would make sense why we said the word Ketzad. Ketzad always means, how is that previous case that we mentioned? So if over there it's talking about a case of Karen Goring, and it's the same thing as this case, then it makes sense that it said over there, how is that case, which was previously mentioned here. But if we're not talking about that over here at all, we're not talking about a case of Goring, my Ketzad, why does it use that language over there? So Ravina says, no, if you're going to explain it, explain like this. There's something missing from Aramish Navachikotani. This is how it should read. There are five different cases where the first three times it causes damage, it's going to be considered a tam, only going to pay half the damages. So if any of these five cases then became muad, it did it three times, so then in fact it's going to be an obligation to pay full. And in the case of Shane and Regal, so there's going to be an obligation to pay right away for the full damages. So that, all the previous cases were cases of Shoramud where it's already going to pay full damages. Now in regards to this case that we're discussing, where an ox gourd in the domain of the person who got damaged, so what the damages is going to be, that's going to be an argument between Rabbi Tarfin and Rabbi Tarfin. There are other cases which are similar, the wolf, the lion, and the bear, and the spotted animal, and the leopard, and the snake. We actually have a brisa that says explicitly like we just explained in the Mishnah. There are five different cases where it's going to have an obligation only to pay half the damages at the beginning. And if those five things, they did it more than three times, so there's going to be an obligation to pay the full damages. An animal that eats and causes damage or tramples and causes damage, they're going to have an obligation to pay right away from the beginning, full damages. These are all cases where there's going to be an obligation to pay the full damages. And in regards to a case where you have an ox that causes damage inside the domain of the person who got damaged, like we said, it's going to be an argument between the Ritafin and the Rabbanon. We have the other cases that are similar. They're actually those who took the Brisa and the Mishnah and made a contradiction out of it. We learned in the Mishnah. We said that there are five cases of Tam where it's going to have an obligation to pay half the damages. There are five cases where it pays all of the damages. Is that all there is? There are more than five cases. You've got the wolf, the lion, the bear, the leopard, the spotted animal, and the snake. So what about those? Why don't you count those in the five? We answer, Ravina says, Something's missing, and this is how it should be read. The Mishnah. There are five cases where it pays half the damages, and if those five cases become more, they did it three times, you're gonna have to pay full damages. Shane regal, so there you have to pay full full damages from the beginning. And that's the case where you have to pay full damages. In the case where the ox caused damage in the domain of the person who got damaged, so that's an argument between Rabbi Tarfan and Rabbanon if you have to pay full or half. There are other cases of Muad that are similar. The wolf, the lion, the bear, the leopard, the spotted animal, and the snake.
We said a case in the Mishnah, which we said was similar to Gorin, which was where it actually crouched down and caused damage to some kind of kalim, some kind of vessels. Amr Bilazer says, This that is considered uncommon if you only pay half. He's only speaking about if it broke large vessels. If it broke small vessels, then it's something that's common, and therefore you're going to have to pay the full damages. It's not going to be considered Karen. It's going to be more like a regal. Let's bring a proof to this. An animal, so it's going to have to pay full damages if it walks along and, and while it's moving, it breaks something or it smushes something, either a man or an animal or some kind of vessels. So there we see that it's doing some kind of smushing, and the only way for it to do smushing is if it crouches upon it. That's the Gemara's Havamina. And therefore, it's a proof that if it crouches something, over here you see that there's an obligation to pay full damages. So it's a steer to the Mishnah, it's a contradiction. So what do we say? It must be as a proof to what Rabbi Lazar said, because this Bryce is talking about a case where it broke smaller objects, and that's normal. And and therefore pays full damages, whereas the mission is talking about where it broke bigger ones, which is uncommon, therefore pays only half the damages. So Gemara says, no, it's not a good proof, because it could be, we're not talking about a case over here of crouching, but rather it smushed some kind of vessels as it was walking along, and I say pushed into them into the wall, perhaps. It got the Amri, that those who have a different version, don't say that when is it that there's an obligation to only pay half, we're talking about large vessels, because that's not something that's so common, but if you're talking about small vessels, that's something that's more common. Don't say that. Even if it smooshes, it crouches down upon small vessels, that's also not something that's very common, and therefore there will be an obligation only to pay half. I'll ask you a question. So that's the problem, because we have a price that says explicitly that you have to pay full damages, even if it smushed some kind of smaller vessels. Rabbi Lazar responds, that's not a good proof, because maybe that's talking about where it smushes it on the side, because that's something that's more common, that's, that's normal. But to smush it, to actually crouch down upon it, that's not something that an animal usually does, and therefore there's only an obligation to pay half the damages. Those who actually made it into a stereo contradiction, to now we have in the mission of the Lirvoids, that, that uh, you only pay half the damages when it crouches. We have a bracelet that says, not that way, that there's an obligation to pay full damages in regards to if it crouches and smushes some kind of vessels. So Rabbi Lazar here in this version responded and said, it's not a problem. When is there an obligation to pay only half? because it's unusual, that's talking about large vessels. When is there an obligation to pay full damages? They're talking about small vessels, which is common. The wolf and the lion, etc. My barlas. What's this barlas that we're talking about? Amr of Yehuda, Nafriza. Rav Yehuda says it's an animal called a Nafriza. My Nafriza. What's a Nafriza? Amr of Yehuda, Rav Yehuda says Afa. It's a hyena. My Svei. Ask you a question. Rav Yehuda says, even in the case of a Tzavua, which is also a hyena. Rav Yehuda says that the Mishnah is also going to include a case of a snake. Amr of Yehuda says, So Tzavua is referring to a, an Afa, which is a hyena. So what do we see? We see that it's not included in the Mishnah. So how can you tell me that that's what a Bardalas is? Because we see that it's being added on by this other Amora. So what's the understanding? We have actually two different types of animals here. One is going to be an, a male hyena and one is going to be a female hyena. The tiny we learned in a that in regards to a male hyena, so after seven years, Nasa Atlef turns into a bat. 
After seven years, it turns into a different type of bat. After seven years, that animal becomes a thorn. After seven years, so that thorn becomes a different type of thorn. And that thorn, after seven years, becomes a demon. On a slightly different note, the Gemara says, The spine of a person, after seven years, becomes a snake. So that's referring to if the person had not bowed himself down at modem. Because if he doesn't show his hachna, that he lowers himself in front of Hashem, so then he's completely filled with the Yetzirah, the Nachash, the snake, is representative of the Yetzirah, therefore his spine, which should have bowed over and showed his admittance, so to speak, to God. So if he didn't do that, so his spine ends up becoming the essence of the Yetzirah. Omar Mar Mar said, Rabbi Meir, Omer, Rabbi Meir says that included in the mission is also a hyena. We turn to the Aftazayin of Abayz, page 16b, Rabbi Lazar, Omer, Afanach, Rabbi Lazar says, even a snake. How could he add on, how could Rabbi Lazar be adding on that also a snake? But the mission says explicitly that Rabbi Lazar said that all the other animals, so if they became domesticated, so then you have three times before they're considered that they're mu'ah, that they have to pay full damages. But the Nachash, he excludes it and he says that a snake in fact, is going to have to pay full damages right away. So the Gemara answered, Tony Nachash, and the Bryce, or rather, let it say that a Nachash is indeed different, and not that it's also the same as the other ones. Amr Shmuel, Shmuel says, Aribir Shusarabim, Daras Vachal Pater, Tarf Vachal Chayv. Shmuel says that if you have a lion that a person owns, and it's in the public domain, and it goes and it tears through an animal without killing it, and eats it while it's still alive, so then there's no obligation for the, for the owner to pay. However, if it went and it killed the animal first, and then it ate it, so then there is an obligation for the owner to pay. Daras Vachal so when it goes in, it eats an animal that's still alive. So that's just like a cow who's walking along and eating its normal thing, which is fruits and vegetables. And uh, so now that this this lion, so the normal thing that he eats is live animals. So therefore, it's considered like shame, which is a rabbi, it's a normal thing for it to do. And therefore, there's no obligation to pay because shame, when you have an animal eating in the public domain, there's no obligation to pay. Taraf but where it went and it first killed the animal, so that's not the normal way of allowing to first kill the animal and then eat it right away. Remember the trefa lav Is it true that it's uncommon for a lion to first kill its prey before eating it? We have a verse that says that a lion will kill for to feed its young. So the Gemara answers bishvil It's only doing it in order to feed its young. Wait, the Gemara says, what about the rest of the pasuk? It also is going to choke animals and kill them to, in order to bring them to its wife, to the female lions. That's only because he's doing it for them. But it says he does it for himself. He fills up the holes of his abode with these dead animals. How do you understand that? That's only because he's filling it up and he's saving it for later. That's something that he does. And then the Pesach says he fills up his lairs or his dens with these dead animals. You see, he does save it for later. You see that he doesn't per se, have to eat the animal while it's still alive. That's again because he's saving it for later. We see in this b'risa that if you have an animal, a wild animal, that was owned by someone, it went into the into the courtyard of the person who got damaged, and it went and it killed an animal and it ate it, so the owner pays full damages. So thus we see that it is, that it is in fact considered urche, something that's common, and that's why you have to pay the full damages. So how come, how come over here we're saying that where it did it in public, so if it only if it went and it ate the animal as it was going along while it was still alive. Here we see that even if it ate it after it killed it, it's still considered something that's common for it to do. 
Gemara says, what are we talking about? Here, tarfa lahaniach, that it actually killed it in order to leave it aside, meaning to set it aside. And therefore, that's something that's more common. Therefore, you have to pay full damages. What do you mean? Ha'achla gatani, the Gemara says. The, the Bryce says explicitly that he ate it. Bishanim achla. The case is talking about where he first, he killed it in order to leave it over for later, and then he changed his mind, the animal, and he decided to eat it now. Sigmar says, Mino yadinan. How can we possibly know that that's what the case is? If once you're saying that the case is, when, when we say that tarfa behemah that where it killed it, and then it ate it, it means it, it killed it with intent to set it aside, and then it ate it. So in Shmuel, we could also say that that's what he means. And then he would even be saying, Shmuel, would, he used the same words. He said that the case is talking about where it was tarfa that it first killed it, and then it ate it. So maybe it killed it first, set it aside, and ate it, and then it would be totally the exact opposite of what we've been saying until now. This second b'risa that we're bringing, that's a contradiction to Shmuel's statement, it's actually, we have to read it as two separate cases. The reason that you're, paying our, you're going to pay full damages is either because it had killed it in order to leave it aside, or because it went and it trampled it and it ate it, meaning it ate it while it was still alive. So that's why it pays full damages. But but if it went and it did it, it, it first killed it and ate it right away, so then indeed Shmuel would be correct that it's not considered something that's normal and common. Ravina Amar Ravina says, Kik Amar Shmuel Ba'ari Tarbus. Ravina offers us a different explanation. Why does Shmuel say that in fact when an animal goes, when a lion goes and it kills an animal and then eats it right away, that it, why is it considered that it's something that's not worth it? There is going to be an obligation to pay. Kik Amar Shmuel Ba'ari Tarbus. Because we're talking about an animal, a lion, which was domesticated. I'll leave it there, It's that it's not the common way of an animal which is domesticated, even a lion, to go and cause damage to kill an, kill an animal in Rosh Hashanah. And that's why there's an obligation to pay. However, in the Bryce, it would seem that it's normal for the animal to go and cause damage because we're not talking about an animal which is domesticated, but rather it's a wild animal that a person brought home and went in and caused damage. So there it's normal for the animal to go out and cause damage. So I think one of our challenges that and says, if that's so, even in the first case of Shmuel, where the animal was walking along and it ate something which was alive, a live animal, there should also be an obligation to pay because if we're talking about a tamed animal, a trained animal, so then it's not normal for a trained animal to just stop, go out of the out of the blue, eat animals along the way. So from the fact that Shmuel says that there's no obligation to pay there. It's clear that Ravina did not say his statement on Shmuel. Actually, he said the statement on the Brisa. In the Brisa, where it says that there's an obligation to pay when it comes to Rishus Hayochi, when, when, da- when it caused damage in the, in the domain of the person who got damaged. So then that's talking about a case where you have a lion that's tamed. It's going to the that it's not common, and therefore that's why there's an obligation to pay. says if that's so, if that's so, so you should only have to pay half of the damages. My answer is the I. We could say that it already did it three times, and therefore there's an obligation to pay full. If that's so, so where's this Brysa brought? It's brought later on, and it's going on the concept of shane, of an animal that's causing damage while it eats. And what would be more appropriate if, if we're understanding it correctly? This should, be, this should have been said, Gabi told it the Karen Boyle it should have been said in regards to a case which is a subcategory of Karen, of Goring. That's what the case is according to what we're saying. What it says, Kasha, it's a good question.
Now we begin the Mishnah. Mami and Tam Lamud. What's the difference between a case of Tam and a case of Mud? That where an animal did not yet go three times, so it pays half the damages, and it pays from the body of the animal itself who caused the damage. And if it already did it three times, so then it pays full damages, and it pays it from property. My Aliyah, the Gemara says, what does Aliyah mean? It means the best of his properties. And similarly, the verse says, slept, so to speak, with his parents, meaning he died. And he was buried in the best cemetery of the house of David. It was in the best, near the best people. The family. And who is this referring to David Shlomo? He was buried near King David and King Solomon. He was buried in the cemetery that was dug for him in the house in the city of David. And laid him to rest in a place that was filled with all kinds of different spices. Might be some of his on him. What does it mean when it says these two different ways of saying spices? Rabbi Lazar Amarzini Zini. Rabbi Lazar says there are many different types of sweet smelling perfume type spices. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmeni Amar. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmeni says, "Besamim shekal meriach vehen bali dezima." Why does it refer to them as zanim? Because anyone who smelled these types of spices, perfumes, they will come to licentious behavior. The Gemara continues, "Kikaru shucha lelachdenu pachim tamlo leraglay." This verse is talking about Yirmiyoh, Navi uh, Jeremiah the prophet, and he said that they dug a pit for me to be able to trap me, and they hid some kind of vessels to trip my feet. Rabbi Lazar says, "Shechashtuhu mizayna," that they actually accused him that he had relations with a prostitute. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Nachmeni Amar. Rishpul Bar Nachmeni says Shechashtuhum Eishes Ish. They said no, they actually had relations with a woman who was married. It's good according to the one who said that they accused him of having relations with a prostitute. That's where the verse says For a deep pit is a prostitute. So he uses the word Shucha in both places. So that's why we could say it's a reference to this concept. But according to the one who says that they accused him of having relations with another man's wife, my Shucha. So how does it fit into the word Shucha? Our answer is if a person has relations with a woman who is another man's wife, does that come out of the concept of a zone of a prostitute? So that would be included, and therefore we could say that that's the explanation of the verse. It's good according to one who says that they accused him of having relations with another man's wife. You know of all of their plans against me to kill me. So it makes sense if they were the ones that were accusing him that he had been with another man's wife, so then there's an obligation for him to die. But if according to the one who says that they accused him of having relations with a prostitute. My lamavis. What was? What's this death that they're talking about? That's an obligation for death if someone has relations with a woman who's a prostitute, who's a single woman. So the Gemara answers This actually it means that they tried to kill him by throwing him into a pit of clay. Dorash Rava. Rava says the following drasha. My dechsev. What does it mean in the verse when it says They should be stumbling in front of you. The time you are angry, you should do to them. So Jeremiah said in front of Hashem, Master the word even at the time when they do charity please make them stumble with people let them give charity to people who are not appropriate so they shouldn't receive any kind of reward with Hashem's assistance we'll continue from here in the next daily daf